I believe you've been talking about quite a lot of um, islands and things you, recently. You've missed me, Jane, you see. You've missed me. You should have been podcasting me. <laughs> Found out. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, yes. Well, last week, Jane, we did talk about some add-ons you could do if you were visiting the South American continents, which was Galapagos and Cuba. But this week, I'm reverting back to the African continent, which we talked about recently, and some of the lovely things you can add on to one of those sojourns, which would be Madagascar or Mauritius. To NURFM at Ten past one. We're talking travel for our sponsor, Travel on King Sally Lucas. We're heading. We're looking at going for a rather nice holiday in Africa and then going somewhere else. Exactly. And you've been on a very nice holiday. Welcome back, Jane. It's lovely to have a a program with you again. I've missed you. Anyway, it's all good. I've missed you too. (laughs) Thank you. Now, if you're doing East Africa, particularly, I've I've sort of selected Madagascar for that reason because it would be closer, you know, to Nairobi. And I think it's an island that conjures up all sorts of images because it's got these incredible baobabs, it's got rainforests, it's got desert, and you've got, of course, the wonderful lemurs and various varieties of lemurs that are the only place in the world where their, their natural habitat is. So, so they'd be worth looking at. So it's really quite a fantastic thing. And it's also got remarkable uh, flora and fauna, as other fauna as well. So you can go from rainforest to desert in about 300 k's. It's quite a big island. It's about the size of France. Um, Ooh, so and it, it is big. It is. It is big. And so you've got a kaleidoscope of things you can do on this island. As I said, it's quite, quite vast. You've got limestone casts. You've got canyons, mountains. Um, rice paddies, forests of every kind, rainforest, dry forest, spiny forest. And it's got a really what they call a laterite-rich soil. It gave the country its nickname of Red Island. Um, it's got 5,000 kilometres of coastline as well. So it is remarkable. Um, 5% of all known animal and plant species can be found there and there alone, mm-hmm. nowhere else in the world. It's one of David Attenborough's, I guess, other favourite places after Galapagos because of that. So he has a great affinity with with both those island destinations. But even things like they've got camouflaged chameleons, they've got odd-shaped insects, they've got these vivid frogs, um, turtles, several species of sharks and whales, etc. So a very, very interesting island that deserves a reasonable amount of time because there are distances, if you wanted to get to see the variety of um, geography that it has to offer. There's also mountain biking, trekking, diving, uh, rock climbing, kite surfing you can do. So it's got everything really um easy it, to get around you need well they, you need a car because of the extent the public transport system like a lot of these places isn't fantastic so depending on where you're going to base yourself um the capital is Antananarivo, and that's where you would fly into um the high season is july august and that would be very busy because of european school holidays so we'd suggest you know if possible to to avoid that um winter you get balmy temperatures by day and, and cooler nights particularly in the highlands it can get quite cold and they do get a spike of high season activity around the Christmas New New Year period. So for us, really, the best time to go would be the shoulder season, which is April to June and September to December. So they're the nice times to go. But the it's a huge place, as I said. The roads apparently are not fantastic, like a lot of these places. You know, in Africa, of course, you don't always have those wonderful roads that we get used to. So you've got to allow extra time for your driving because there will be will be dirt roads or pothole roads. So you've got to take it easily but you could just you know stay in the main capital and there's still plenty you could do in and around there as well if you so desired so it'd just be something nice to do as an end to say your safari the other place you could go of course which is a lot closer to the east coast of um, africa or east africa would be zanzibar and that's just really as a nice relaxing 
chill out beachy style holiday. Madagascar is more, I think, about the flora and the fauna and everything else that that island has to offer. But yeah, it's, all these places are fantastic. And there's so many wonderful places in the world that we still keep, I think, discovering or rediscovering or new destinations to go to that were once fairly inaccessible. So, you know, it's just nice to think that we've got this opportunity to get to such diverse and wonderful places. Now, if you're hiring a car and driving mm. around, uh, would they drive on the right or the left? That's a good question, Jane. Um, I they didn't really say when I was looking up that. Um, they did have French influence there, didn't they? They did. And, of course, you've got to remember, like, even Mauritius had some British influence. It had a real mixture of um, influences. To, and in Dutch, of course, you know, like a lot of these places had a lot of influences there. I'll have to find that out and let you know that next week, Jane. I just don't know about that one. But it can take you, they said, around 24 hours just to drive from one from Antananarivo, which is your capital, to like the other side of the island, like... So it is long, long travelling, significant travelling, yeah. if you wish to do the whole thing, of course. And we are talking travel for our sponsor, Travel on King. Sally Lucas, we're moving on now from Madagascar. To another M. Another M. And it's not at all dismal. <laughs> no. <laughs> and this is totally different island in one respect. Of course, it's off the southeast coast of Africa and you can go with air Mauritius via Mauritius, of course, into South Africa. Whereas with Madagascar, you're sort of buying an additional, you know, flight to and from the mainland to get there. It's not a route that you go via from Australia. Um, so Mauritius is about 2,000 k's off the, off the southeast coast of Africa. Now, very different to Madagascar. It's only 75 k's long and 45 Case wide, and it has um, about 150 k's of white sandy beaches and lagoons, but quite beautiful. And it's protected from the open sea by the world's third largest coral reef, which I wasn't aware of either. So that's amazing, isn't it? You yeah. think about that. And just off the Mauritian coast, there's some 49 uninhabited islands and islets, and a lot of them are natural reserves for the protection, again, of endangered species. So the island of Mauritius is apparently considered relatively young geologically, having been created by volcanic activity some 8 million years ago. Only 8, but see, we go back... Jane, you'd know this, Many I'm more. sure, when I was up in Central Australia, which I haven't talked to you about but recently, uh, the, the McDonald Ranges are 340 million years old. So how yes. ancient are we? Oh, we're right? just, yes. We are just so ancient. So, yes, so this is, this is this island, of course, and it's been occupied by different people at different times, of course, and that's why it's got such a potpourri of residents on the island of all different nationalities who all blend in very nicely together. So you've got some type of Creole to you know, the Dutch ancestry, French ancestry, African. So it's a real range, and the island itself is quite beautiful. It has got a ring of mountain ranges as well. The highest peak is about 828 metres or a bit under, I guess, 3,000 feet as well. So streams and rivers, of course, are throughout the island, which are formed in the cracks that were originally created by the lava flows. So it is quite lush as well, a lush island. Um, it's got a very tropi uh, tropical climate. You basically have two seasons, a, a warm, humid summer from November to April, with a temperature roughly averaging around 25 centigrade, which is nice, and a dry, coolish dry winter from June to September when it drops down to around about 20 degrees centigrade. So there you go. But what a lovely island. There's no marked rainy season, uh, though most of the rainfall does occur in the summer months. So, yes, and it became an independent state on uh, the 12th of March 1968, following the adoption of a new constitution. And then in 1992, it became a republic within the Commonwealth of Nations. Um, it's also the only country in Africa where Hinduism is the largest religion. 
So they, isn't that interesting? So they've got the Indian population there. Of course, they're, they're multi-ethnic, multi-religious, multicultural, multilingual, multi-everything. And, of course, you've got a definitely, um, as far as your food's concerned, the same. You've got a real different range and variety of foods to eat and choose from. So you could just choose to do Mauritius as a destination itself if you wanted to, but certainly if you've been after, you know, doing a safari or doing some really dusty travelling, it would be nice just to chill out and, and have that little stop in Mauritius for, you know, five nights, seven nights on the way, way, way home, it'd be lovely. Certainly would. So Mauritius is a good one and Madagascar is a good and one. And Madagascar is a good one. And just one little thing before we finish on this point, um, Jane, about airlines. Emirates has joined a club that will annoy a few flyers. Um, they're now going to charge for seating. And this came into effect from the 3rd of October this month. So economy uh, passengers can expect to pay US $15 for short haul and US $40. But this is per person for long haul. And it depends on what sort of fee you're in. So they're not making it easy whether you're on a discounted fare, a special fare. So the could, exact amount could vary. Um, and of course, Qantas charges at the moment about a 30 to seat, an economy class seat uh, on an international flight. So they're all getting onto this now, which is a bit annoying, I find. Yeah, it but, so it'll you know, spread further, doesn't it? It will. And I mean, the airlines are a law unto themselves, as we always say. And I'm really sorry, people, it's not my fault. But anyway. So is this if you're requesting seating or is it for yes. them to allocate you? Yes. Seat? If you want to book a seat, so otherwise you just turn up at the airport and you're Mr. and Mrs. Joe Bloggs and one ends up the front and one ends down the back, that's what could happen. So if you want to make sure you're seated together and you know you want an aisle seat or a window seat or whatever, you will still pay a lot more for emergency exit seats, of course. They're dearer yet again or extra legroom seats. But certainly just for your standard now seating even, you're going to be paying. Mm. Oh, well. Yet another. <laughs> Yet another little thing to add on to your holiday. But anyway, it's the holiday that counts. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we'll be talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news. With thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King.